This is episode 52, with a working title, Keeping Up With The Joneses, The Danger Zone. And I'm your host and speed mentor, Gavin Wall, serial entrepreneur from beautiful Belfast. Now there are a couple of themes in today's episode, and I hope they mesh together well for you in this episode. I'm sure you can hit me up on my social and let me know if they do. Now, when you're growing up, it's what your parents or your guardians all wished for you. A nice comfortable life. In suburbia, with your 2.4 kids, a steady job with a pension, dialing in a 35-year working life, followed by a bit of retirement. And then it's time to shuffle off this mortal coil and hopefully be blessed in the afterlife, if there is one. And for the baby boomers, this ideal of the picket fences and the shiny happy people, no, I'm not going to sing there, typified this ideal as consumerism and life without the threat of world wars and pestilence in the second half of the 20th century which was sold to us by the, the ad men in the dream, uh, the dream uh, was prevalent for most people. Well, the speed mentor has got bad fucking news for you. Ding dong, the dream is dead! And I hate to be the bearer of bad news in case any of you are still dreaming of it. The good news is that fa- famine, pestilence, world war and plague are largely over, but the small window of the baby boomers' easy middle class life is all but gone. I'm often heard say to my mentees who are doing reasonably well in life, who've had a degree of success, who are probably somewhere in the middle classes or the median bracket of salary, maybe even the upper middle classes um, of society, I say, you're in the danger zone and it's a danger zone from which you will probably never escape. I often get a quizzical look when I say this type of thing to mentees. It's funny because their subconscious mind knows this to be true but their conscious mind is still denying it. What do I mean by that? I mean that for many, once the basic needs are satiated for, with shelter and hunger and those basic needs are met and then you get a decent level of prestige and feeling of accomplishment, you can take your foot off the pedal and coast for the rest of your life in the comfort of the middle class. That's the earlier generations aspire to and that's what they wanted for us. But when I look at the world today, particularly the developed world, I see more and more risk for those people in the middle class who've been fooled into thinking that 2.4 kids, a nice house with a driveway and a couple of cars in it is some way indicative that you've arrived because you're keeping up with the Joneses next door. This is a really dangerous mindset and millions and millions of people are going to get caught by it in the very near future. You have been warned, folks. Fortunately, you listen to the Speed Mentor podcast, so you're likely to be able to do something about it when the shit hits the fan for everyone, as I think it will do soon. Now, I'm going to give you a list of nine reasons why you should be worried. Not because I want you to be worried, but because I want you to protect yourself through the mindset, motivation and massive action that we talk about every day, so that you won't get caught with no swimming trunks on when the tide invariably goes out. So here's my number one thing for you to be worried about. The incomes of the middle classes have flatlined for the last decade or so. They've barely kept up with house prices. Middle management is being stripped out and the threat of automation looms. This is not a pretty picture for employees dependent on the good grace of their employers. And it's no way of uh, thinking 
um, that you'll survive when the humans start getting stripped out as a threat of AI comes in and our stagnant wage levels will remain stagnant for even longer. Number two, in decades gone by, the premium of having a degree level education, the pinnacle achievement and proof that you were in the middle classes was always a worthwhile reward for those that worked hard at school and pushed themselves through the university and obtained their degrees. That premium has disappeared almost completely uh, and 50% of people are now attending university. The only premium, premium you're likely to get from your degree is the interest premium on the huge debt you'll have to pay at the end of your several years of study. Now, I don't knock McDonald's as a business. It's a great business in my view. But the jobs there now are often filled with graduates rather than just school leavers. What's that telling you folks about your little middle class dreams? Number three, it's believed that the Generation Y and Generation Z are the first that will have declining prospects in comparison uh, to uh, their parents. This is really startling news. It's probably the first time in history, in the history of humanity on this earth, that our children will have declining living standards compared to us. Now surely we've been working hard all these years to leave these legacies for the next generation. But what the hell is happening to it, folks? Number four, be realistic about your finances. Whilst the fortunes of those at the top of the wealth pyramid have orchards of money trees planted at the bottom of their gardens, the disparity to the middle classes is even bigger than it was in feudal times. I mean, you'd almost be better off. You'd almost be better off if you were surf back in those times compared to the troubles that are going to lie ahead for the middle classes. Seriously, have a think about how many paychecks away you are from serious financial worries. Is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Very few of you will be able to cope with a serious illness or losing your job and having no pay for the next six months. If you're in that bracket, have a good hard look at what you've really got. Now, number five, the gruel that's available for the middle classes is thinner than it used to be. To have any standard of living, you probably have to have a two-family income these days. Both of you need to be working. That's good in one way. Like, I'm all for equality of opportunity and both sexes having the chance to go out there and earn. But what I see is that it's not through choice that we're often working. It's actually out of necessity just to keep the trappings of a couple of holidays a year, two cars and a mortgage going. This happens. This means that lots of sacrifices and strains are placed on family life as the hourly rate paid to many requires lots and lots of hours of work to be racked up just to pay for all this stuff. That puts real pressure on family life, on the kids' schooling, on our relationship as we're run ragged. You don't need me to tell you all this shit. You know it yourself. It sounds ridiculous, but you could actually be earning about £200,000 a year in London, which sounds like a small fortune, but with house prices and mortgages and school fees and transport costs, you may be working flat out and struggling just to hold it all together on two hundred grand. That's crazy. And number six, not to mention the threat of our essential services that are under, under constant attack. If you're ill, unless it is critical... Um, to your health. You could be waiting on a waiting list on the health service um, for years in significant discomfort waiting for treatment, which could actually affect your ability to earn. So we're all probably going to have to pay highly for health insurance soon. Uh, and that breaks my heart. I love the NHS. Now, number seven, or what about the cost of care homes for yourself, which will eat into any legacy you hope to leave your family? Or maybe you're getting older and you're wondering how you're going to provide that 
for the rest for yourself without the burden of it falling onto your family. And number eight, for fuck's sake, on the back of all this, the average life expectancy has now declined by six months for the first time in a generation. So the guys coming up now are going to live six months less than their parents. And number nine, maybe none of this will all matter as climate change wipes us all out anyway. But when Armageddon comes, some of us might be able to afford to hitch a ride on Elon Musk's spaceship to Mars. I just, I just had a freaky thought there. Maybe Elon is the new Noah and his spaceship is actually the New York. And I tell you what, I'm going to be one of the ones on it because I'm going to be able to afford to hitch a ride on Elon's Ark. Meanwhile, what the fuck are we doing whilst all this risk is in the system? We're building every single matchstick of our lives on a boatload of debt. My gut is a 27, 2007 and 2008 was just a dress rehearsal for what's to really come um, when our obsession with consumption blows up in our faces. I've done an earlier episode actually about gratification deferment and when I talked about ways to defer this and to aid personal and business growth. But I'll just touch upon it here a little bit. Why are we all doing this? Why are we settling in the danger zone? Why are we in the danger zone, the red zone of the middle class, and then adding kindling of massive debt to our funeral pyre? Do you know why we're doing it? Do you know why we're doing it? To keep up with the friggin' Joneses. So many are bloated in debt like a car that's doped on angel dust. The Joneses have two holidays in Tenerife and a holiday in Dubai every year. So I gotta have the same thing to keep up with the fuckers. They've got a new Audi. So I gotta get a new Audi as well. They're taking selfies down at that restaurant that costs £200 per head to eat at. And to be seen that. So I gotta do the same thing. Why? Because I said many times before that... The opinion of others means more to us than the success of ourselves. It's crazy, folks. And you know the irony about it is, we don't even like the fuckers. That's a little episode to, a little reference to an earlier episode. We don't even like the Joneses. So we're keeping up, they're piling on debt to keep up with us. We're piling on debt to keep up with them. And none of us likes each other. Anyway, the other irony. Um, so we're crippling um, our future, our potential, our legacy, our options, our chances to achieve abundance by trying to keep up with the Joneses and it's all built on debt. Here's an example of, uh, of a couple of brief stories around two mentees uh, I have in the last couple of days that really give you a flavour of when you start thinking about this and start planning the right stuff, what you can actually do. Now, one of them is starting to see the value in all the stuff that I'm talking about and has just signed um, probably the biggest deal of his life for a really significant commission. Now, he walked to his car after just signing that deal and got into his old banger of a car and smiled to himself as he observed all the other BMWs and Mercs in the car park. He knew he'd just done a great bit of business and instead of immediately thinking, I need to upgrade my car to keep up with the Joneses, he thought to himself, I have just invested in myself this past year and now I'm seeing genuine financial rewards that I could only dream about before and I'm liberated and don't feel like I have to conform anymore to the fake utopia of the middle classes. He could see it and he messaged me immediately as it was a seminal moment in his growth. He's not settling for suburbia and the picket fence. He wants to keep growing, to keep investing in himself and build a friggin' legacy well beyond the middle class mirage. Whereas 
I have another client who's a wee bit earlier in their journey and is nowhere near the earning level that we've targeted for that person. Now, that person is definitely in the midst of a middle class mirage and I'm arm wrestling with them not to buy a fancy car at the moment because they can't actually afford it and they would have to do it with stupid amounts of debt. Now, this arm wrestling has been going on for weeks and I might actually be close to a breakthrough on that one too. And if I get that breakthrough with that mentee, it'll be start the start of their freedom from keeping up with the Joneses and they will actually have money in their bank They'll actually feel that they have more wealth in their lives. They'll start to value themselves more and they'll be freed of the shackles of the middle class and they can start to grow and build abundance. Now, because if you haven't worked it out yet, the Joneses are all fucked because of the nine points that I've outlined above. Don't be a fool. Don't be one of the Joneses. Don't settle into the bosom and comfort of the middle class, which is a life built on debt. Fight like Rocky Balboa to get out of that trap. Adrian! Adrian! I'm your PT for your PD. And I'm not going to let one of you bastards settle there. Not one. Join me and we'll build a legacy um, that none of the Joneses are ever going to build in a million years. You need to double down and go again if you're in the middle classes. Particularly if you're in the middle classes. Because that's where the danger of complacency and debt lies. I'm sorry to let you know that you've achieved the easy bit to get to the middle classes, but we gotta go again. We must continue to grow. We cannot settle. We cannot count our chickens or somebody like Bernard Matthews will come and scythe the wee chicks down and if he doesn't get them, there's a fair chance a fox is going to get into the coop and eat those little chicks. I can tell you now, I won't be fucked. I'm going big. Who is going to go and settle? Who or who is going to come and go big with me and go again? Who's going to join me on my desert island? Or who's going to carry the bags to my desert island? I want to be on the desert island doing business deals with you. Ten years from now, make sure you can say that you chose life and you didn't settle for the Joneses. That's a wrap on another episode of the Speed Mentor Podcast. Please, please, please subscribe and leave me a review if you've enjoyed the show. In fact, Leave me a review even if you haven't enjoyed the show. But I'll just cover off a little review that's just come in from Johnny Jordan. I think he's right here in Belfast. And he's left a review. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out to a review every single day going forward. And if you want your review to be on here, go and leave me one right now. I uh, would recommend Gavin and his podcast to all entrepreneurs out there. A great inspiration guided me through my first big move in Belfast. Thanks very much for that shout out. Johnny Jordan. The Speed Mentor Retreat is just four days away and there's only one place remaining. Do you want to settle into the middle classes, into the danger zone or do you want to get more just like me? Hit me up and grab the last place on the Speed Mentor Retreat and we'll create a legacy together. Every day has 1,440 minutes in it. Whether none of them or all of them count, it's absolutely your choice, my friends. I'm a man on a mission I'm a man on a mission